Live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Megan Walker, and joining me tonight is Harrison on the board as usual, and as well as one of my fellow teammates and friends, Sadio Fenner. Thank you so much for coming on tonight, Sadio. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we've got amazing food from Layton's Pub. They always give us the best. I have got, what did I get? I got wings, Harrison. You got me on this trend. Um, you the got wings are good, yeah. Are what so what kind good. of flavor do you get? I get this barbecue time, every time. Barbecue? Every time. Okay. I love Layton's Pub. But Harrison got a meatball sub, and then Sadio got this very, very complicated DPG burger. Oh, come on now. It had like a whole list of things it couldn't have on it. It could have on it. I didn't know you were kind of a picky eater. I'm not a picky eater. I just want to put. I just want to make the burger the best burger it could be. Define like the best burger. Okay, you got to have the right pairing of cheese on the burger. You got to have the right. I know the right sides on it. So that's the the best way to have the burgers. You can't have a random combination of stuff. It can't be a plain burger, but it Mm can also be like too much on the burger. Yeah, bread's a big deal on the burger too. Bread, you said? Oh yeah. Like. You have a specific kind of bread that you appreciate, or what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably just one that's not super soggy, right? Like, oh, you well, got to have one yeah. that's got some uh, resistance to it. Yeah. I, I don't know. My my baking terms. I don't know anything about bread, but okay. Well, we one. love Layton's Pub. <laughs> yeah. Some of the story. But they know the bread. They, 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 they know what to do. But Sadio, tell us a little bit about you. You run cross country, and you're also on the track team. So tell us what you do, where you're from. Just give us a little backstory. Yep. So um, I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado, originally. I am a sixth year master student i guess so uh this is my last year of that master's program currently getting that in uh exercise physiology with a master in uh i'm sorry with a minor in psychology my undergraduate degree was uh pre-med nutrition exercise and health science with a minor in biochemistry and coaching um and then i'm also a graduate teaching assistant so i teach uh, some of the freshman and senior classes regarding uh, nutrition and exercise um there's a lot more, I guess. I don't know how much more you want me to. You're a smart cookie. We're just going to say that. Like, Sadio is one of the high, like, he's a very big, he's a leader, definitely on the track team and outside on the mm-hmm. classroom, I would say. But you are a very distinguished person. I appreciate that. Yes, of course. So, what events do you do? Uh, so, I'm long distance primarily. So, I'll run everything from 800 on up through like 8K, 10K. But my specialty would be mile, 3K, and then uh, 3K steeplechase. Let's talk about the steeplechase. You are my first steeplechaser in this room. And so tell me about that. Cause like steeplechase, I, I would not want to do that. It looks dangerous. It seems painful. So do you love it? Uh, it's an interesting relationship. It has its ups and downs, obviously. Um, and I'm not talking hurdles, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting into it was kind of funny because my high school coach was uh, an all American steepler at grand Valley university. And he said, you know, if you got the body type for it. I'd like to see what you could do with it. So my junior year of high school, he kind of put me through uh, the 300 meter hurdles and not a sprinter by any means. So I got lit up in almost every race, but um, I got the mechanics down. My junior year kind of had like a breakout season, uh, got invited to a, a bigger meet out of state where um, I was essentially going to run the mile for the state of Colorado. But that meet also had the steeplechase and my coach was like, you know, you can ask and see if they would allow you to race it here on behalf of Colorado, even though you don't have a time. They allowed me to do it. They were just like, you know, know what you're getting into. Because if you haven't run it before, like this is going to be really painful. Uh, I get to the start line. I'm kind of getting jokes from people who are like, dude, you're about to get, <laughs> you're about to see what the steeplechase is all about. Um, and from the gun, I kind of sat on the person that 
was leading the race and I was like, I'm kind of going kind of slow. So I took over um, and led pretty much from that point on, ended up winning. Um, and then from there, it's just been really fun. It's a really different event. It's very different from any of the distance ones in terms of like every single barrier is different. You have to treat it um, differently and you can't let any of the any of the things that happen during that race like bother you because the second you do that, you kind of toss your race out the window. So mm-hmm. definitely one of the more unique events on the track. It definitely does take somebody who's mentally just kind of like locked in. You have to be focused the entire time because the second you lose focus, it's kind of over for you. No, yeah, kudos to you. So just to clarify, steeplechase is like you're running distance and you're also jumping over things, correct? Correct, yeah. Have you ever like gone to a school and competed where there's like fish in the water? <laughs> that's a, a real thing yeah it's at morningside college they like put goldfish in the water at like, every track meet no i'm serious you can look it up <laughs> hold chance. on that sounds like so like news. you're stepping on the fish when you go in the water <laughs> no way. i'm serious how much do you want to bet on this what's the college again morningside okay in iowa right in iowa morningside, yes iowa goldfish, goldfish. yep it's Not a serious thing if this is real i i'm gonna ask how much do you want to bet I'm not gonna put money on this because I feel like because you're, you're oh, so confident. Never yeah, mind. yeah. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's simply violations can't get or can't get caught for that. But. Have you ever gotten hurt? I feel like I've seen you with some bumps and bruises, and I've been like, "What is this from?" And you like mm. said you hit a hurdle. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like in practice, I've hit hurdles just because I've either done something stupid or something else. But I can only really say I've gotten hurt once, and by hurt, it was like just a small scrape. But at Texas State this past year. Literally the last lap, I was like, okay, we're fine. No one's near me. Go over the barrier. My trail light didn't get through fast enough. Caught it. Ate it pretty good. Got up and was still fine. Ended up winning that race too. Lucked out. But yeah, if you hit one of the steeple barriers, it's not the most fun thing in the world. Barriers don't necessarily move. But mm-hmm. All right, so I figured, figured out about the goldfish. I don't know if this is how accurate this is, but I mean, there is a video. It is Morningside, uh, but only has, has 39 likes and it says weirdest tradition I've heard in a while. Many schools put live goldfish in the steeplechase pit before a track meet. If it's on the internet, that means it's true. <laughs> That's. I mean, it's it's not like viral, so it might just be like a yank them. Okay, it. maybe it didn't hit like the right group of people. That is crazy though. Like they actually, I mean, there's a video of them doing it. So at least that morning side. Okay, well here's the question though: Are there people actively hurtling over this, or they're just they're in there and then like maybe they take them out before? It says before the track meet. So how are you going to scoop them out? See, but I feel like if if this is real, I feel like PETA has to be getting pissed off about something. They're like, oh, yeah, this is abusive to the fish. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like you just get in trouble for that. I was about to say, yeah, there's no way. I bet you they take it up before they have. I'm calling out. Okay, why would they put it in the water and then take it out? Dude, thanks for reviews these days. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to make a TikTok about that. You could. I bet you get a ton of views. I Maybe just put, if it, it, hits put it in people. the put it in the pit and then when before the meat actually starts, just take it out. What if we put like a big catfish? <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do that'd be a lot cooler than a goldfish exactly like a whole bunch of goldfish that'd be totally awesome I mean, they, the jumpers i feel like they put a bunch of rubber ducks which i feel like, like that's fine oh, that's yeah. Cute. Yeah. yeah or like do you remember one of our teammates jumped in the water it took like pictures in it yep i do remember but that. it is so dirty i think that is so nasty yeah those they don't get clean very often so i yeah. personally like that's the whole point you don't want to touch the water so yeah. I feel like it's almost nicer for it to be dirty since like I have no reason to be in the water. Exactly. Well, kudos uh, we do have one from text line uh, from Patrick's. What's the distance of the steeple of the steeple chase typically? Uh, so in high school, it's 2000 meters, uh, which would be one lap longer than the mile. And then in college, it's 3000, which is 200 meters less than the two mile. Okay. Yeah. That's a man. That's a lot of running. That's a lot longer than I realized. I thought it was just two miles and jumping. Yeah. And then once you get to college, you're up to 3000 meters. 3, meters. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
Did you ever consider doing that? Would that be something that, that my mom would not let me do that? That looks too dangerous. <laughs> I feel like that puts some fun into the long distance. But like, I feel you like your super... legs would be so yeah. tired, would they not? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason why it's so hard is like you have to kind of manage your energy right so that you don't overexert yourself early and then you start fatiguing. Because I mean, I'll tell you from experience, you get tired pretty quickly. So, like, after a mile, it's like, okay, now I really got to lock in. And if you like miscalculate your step or jump too early you panic whatever hitting a barrier going down and most people will try to get back up but i mean depending on how hard you hit it like, i've seen <laughs> yeah. people not get back up. oh so. yeah oh my goodness well that's crazy well you're clearly disciplined on the track so good for you way to have that like mental toughness but you are an amazing student as well so how do you balance athletics and academics because like i know athletes get asked that all the time but like seriously like you're killing it in the academic world you know it's not easy like i think everybody has this perception that like you know when you see people that have the grades have whatever like it just comes it like it's a lot of work it's not like it's a lot of work on my part it's also a lot of work on a lot of other people's parts um i have a lot of people in my corner that make that part of the job easier um i think something that i've come to learn more recently like we talk a lot about time management something i feel like that gets neglected often is like energy management so school obviously has a lot of moving parts to it. You've got assignments, you've got due dates, you have exams, quizzes, other little nitpicky things you have to get turned in on certain times. But then like within athletics, obviously you also have to throw your into practice, travel if that's during your season, all these other little things that, again, just take up time and energy. So maintaining like that balance of, um, you know, am I taking time for myself so that when it comes time to like do all this other stuff, I can put 100% out and then take a step back, let myself recover very similar to how you would in training so that I can keep, you know, putting my best foot forward in terms of like my assignments. So, I mean, I don't really have like a lot as far as, you know, like what, what I do um, in terms of like, I just try to <laughs> try to get everything done on time. I mean, I'm human. I don't necessarily get everything done on time, but like, I think something that has helped me a lot with um, just all of this has been communication. Um, I mean, again, part of being human is the struggle. And so I, you know, I reach out a lot for help, whether it's, you know, hey, I don't understand this or, you know, I, I need some time for myself to try to figure some stuff out. So can you give me an extension? And I mean, most people are pretty understanding. I mean, not everybody, but again, you can adapt to that and try to figure out ways around it. So I think that's something that's really helped me just kind of, again, um, try to be successful in the athletic and academic sense. I think that's the best advice I've ever gotten from Sadio right there. That's it's like communication. Advice. Yeah. yeah. And just like being honest, like with other people and yourself. Mm -hmm. but wow, that was really good. So hypothetical, it's a Friday night. You would track me on a Saturday and you also have a test on that Saturday. It's, we'll say it's 10 o'clock at night. Are you A, going to go to bed so you can be fully rested for your track meet? Or B, are you going to stay up late studying so you perform well on your test? Oh, that's a horrible question. What, what are you choosing? What's kind of funny is I've actually had that happen. And I can't remember if it worked out really well for me, but I think back to what my high school coach used to do with us because I, I think half the reason why I also like in, am kind of able to like manage some of the stress that you get from college is because I already had to do it in high school. My mom was very admin about you do everything. So I took AP classes on top of taking IB classes. I don't know if IB is like a standard thing everywhere, but that's International yeah. Baccalaureate. Okay, I haven't so, heard about that one. Yeah. So what, what was that one more time? Uh, International Baccalaureate or IB. Okay. If I had to describe it, it's like AP classes on steroids because it's <laughs> instead of like a semester or a full year, it's like two years of classes and then you take 
an exam over it at the very end and it's cumulative of everything you've learned in those oh, two nice. years it's like you send your test off to england and they'll grade it there but on top of that it's like you don't get your ib diploma unless you pass like seven exams which okay. is a mess because like you take it all in the span of a week so it's really stressful it happened to be during state track during that time for me so <laughs> i was struggling yeah <laughs> to say that's the least. a lot i would go race my events i'd come back um, after driving an hour back from denver and then i would sit down for three hours and take these exams um but my high school coach essentially would tell me you know in this sense because we want to prioritize the running piece obviously because that's something we can't really change as much um from a physiological standpoint it's going to help you both with your focus but also with like how your body's going to feel when it comes to race day so he always told me you know try to maintain a constant bedtime uh so i'd probably go to bed about as close to my usual bedtime as i could obviously try to squeeze into my studying as i can um what is your usual bedtime uh depends i mean i try to say i try to be in bed before midnight depends on how early i have to be up like if morning practice is at 6 15 i've got to wake up at like 5 30 so i'll try to be in bed closer to like 10 30 but that usually doesn't happen um i mean i'm a big proponent of like practice what you preach but i always don't practice best sleep <laughs> just because i mean that's that's what college athletics is like sometimes you gotta make do with the small little bit of sleep you got but i try to nap and make up for it there but yeah like i said i mean i would just go to bed early and then do what you can during the day to prepare for it but even then like i'm probably not even studying if we're being totally honest like mm -hmm. leading into it i'd rather just be focused on running and then i can as soon as i'm done with the race then i can worry about everything else so you'd say you're a student athlete not a no you're an athlete student not a student athlete okay? not quite if you do the if you do the student piece right you can be an athlete when it's time to be an athlete Mm -hmm. because like like i said if you take care of your stuff during the week if you yeah. take care of the student piece during the week and you communicate like so that's where i would communicate with my professor hey this is happening on this day can i either get an extension take it later or work something out so that on that day all i have to do is worry about being an athlete and then once that's done i can focus on something else wow look at you you're such an adult i hate it <laughs> <laughs> at least you're a good adult like there you go wait so you just came back from colorado didn't you was it yesterday yep yeah, how was that because that's when like the whole cross-country team goes down to colorado and kind of has like a fun little trip so yeah. like tell me about that yeah so we uh let's see i think this was my junior year it's like the first year right after covid um me and one of the other guys from colorado were both thinking like hey why don't we do what every other team does and take a little trip somewhere and again just being from colorado it's there's a lot of good running a lot of good views great training um i mean there's a reason why you see a lot of professional teams go out there mm -hmm. so we um went out there for a week we went to keystone um main focus was running but again it's just spending time with the team so uh we did a lot of climbing like i say climbing it's really more hiking but mm -hmm. we did this time around we did some 13 years we've done 14 years in the past it was just this was closer to where we were at um we you know we hung around breckenridge um went to um oh, i can't remember what the name of the lake is off the top of my head right now um but went down to one of the lakes and just did like a lake day out there so this is a really good time like get some team bonding in, get some good training in um i mean me personally i had i felt like i had a really good training week i hit 100 miles that week which was doing that at altitude is not easy but i mean i felt very accomplished when i was able to finish it feel good and then again just had my teammates there supporting me so can't complain so is it different running in colorado than it is in nebraska because you just said altitude yeah big time i mean so where i'm from in the springs my house sits almost at seven thousand feet mm -hmm. where we were at in keystone roughly nine thousand and then nebraska is like a thousand two hundred i want to say yeah um, i'll look it up but i think you're pretty spot on yeah <laughs> so i mean like it's 
there's a lot of different things that make running in each place different, like challenge wise. I mean, give you a really weird example, but wildlife is something you have to kind of take into consideration <laughs> in uh, in Colorado. Like mm -hmm. yesterday before we left, we woke up at 550 to go for a run. So most wildlife is smart enough to avoid humans, but we're out on one of the trails and there's two giant moose and we're sitting there like, oh, well, we can't go down that way unless we want to die. So turn around and then we tried to go a different way. Lady's like, hey, by the way, there's a moose there. And we're like, oh, we know, but now it's moved. So had to do with that. But then again, like being at altitude, that makes it challenging as far as like less oxygen. So you're breathing harder, doing less. Um, I mean, terrain, also a big one. You've got mountains, uh, hills, rocky surface, whereas like Nebraska, where we're at in Lincoln, it's predominantly like the closest thing you'd get to it is like a dirt trail or country road. Mm -hmm. Not a knock on Nebraska, but I mean, I will say some of the country roads out here are brutal. Like I would put them up there with some of the some of the trails out in Colorado. Yeah, and then uh, is one thousand two hundred at least around Lincoln area. It gets a little higher further out west you go, but uh, yeah, you um, you ever been to Colorado? You asked that question yeah. about the elevation. That surprises me. Have you been out there before? I feel like I have. I just can't remember why. I've been to a lot of places. Yeah, I've been to the airport for sure. Yeah, I was about to say you've definitely been. To I've the been airport. to the airport. Did we not have a track meet? No, we didn't have a track meet there. Uh, my well, yeah, I guess the year before I signed, they came out here for a meet at the Air Force Academy, which uh, is the be... second highest collegiate track, I believe. The first highest would be in Gunnison, Colorado, oh, at Western okay. University. That's a pain to run on. Both of those are painful to run on. I want to run at the Naval Academy track. That would be a fun one. Have you? What's your like? If you could go to any track to compete at, what would it be? Are we talking like college tracks? Are we talking? We'll just talk all in the whole. No, in the whole entire U.S. Oh, let's do that. It's got to be Oregon, right? It's probably up there. No, well, like it, Oregon's super nice. Yeah. Like I feel like if I okay, like there are so many factors that go into what would be like <clears throat> the track you want to run at. I feel like right location of the track would be one thing, but like crowd i feel like is another one because i mean like one of the things i love about competing here in nebraska is like the home crowd is always like hyped i mean the first mm -hmm. meet of the season which arguably should have been like one of the meets where like not a lot of people were there right. was packed out and i was like that environment is just so fun to run in because i mean i feel like we travel sometimes to meets and there's not like you know not mm -hmm. that many people there so it's not as fun to run because i mean it's like mm -hmm. eh, like i'm at i'm at a cool track don't get me wrong but it's not the same like energy and i feel like crowd energy really just brings a whole nother level to competition oh yeah i've only had it at the high school level but you can definitely tell you have some track meets where you know there's hardly anyone there some of those events just feel dead yeah you know the gun goes off and it still doesn't even feel live you get to, you get one where it's you know maybe it's like regionals or you got to get selected to it then you can definitely tell it turns everything up everyone time wise too seems to do better oh, yeah. um i don't know if that's just me and my experiences but i feel like people perform better too when there's a fan base there i agree oh yeah do you remember what was our first like trial meet we had it was like in october oh like our inner uh what is at least it there's inner squad in december but it was inner squad halloween relays is that what you're talking about i think it was inner squad but like nobody was in the stands yeah. and like the gun would go off and you'd just be like running you could hear like everything like you hear, hear the people next to you breathing you could hear their footsteps like it was just crazy. I was like, this is college. Yep. That's when I struggle. When I can hear myself breathing, and that's like the Smart. only thing I can hear, <laughs> that's when I start getting in my head, and that's when my rhythm is just not yep. there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, crazy. But yeah, so you love it here because you've been here for like forever. I've been here for forever. Nebraska has <laughs> been, it's been an experience. I've definitely, I feel like I've gotten everything that I can out of this experience. Like as a, as a walk-on, for sure, I've gotten way more than I think I would have ever expected. Mm -hmm. You think you made, you know you made the right choice? Come in here you know 
I don't think every like I don't think anybody ever really knows if they made the right choice until like the very end of it. And I think if you'd asked me like during the first four years of my career, if I'd made the right choice, I would have said, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like I have days where I'm like, yeah, this is the place to be. I have days where I'm like, man, I wish I had chose somewhere else or whatever else. Cause I mean, you see, I mean, it's the generation we live in, you see what other people are doing. You're like, wow, I wish I was doing that, but I'm more than happy with everything that I've gotten here. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting here with all the stuff that I have to my name without Nebraska. And so I'm very thankful for everything that has provided me. Yeah, that's always kind of hard to try to figure out, too. Like, uh, I like what you said there. You're always going to think about the other side. It's like, for you, you worked really hard in school. You know, when you get older, you're like, man, what if I just partied some more time then? And if you did that, you think, oh, if I was just more focused in school. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that's always hindsight. But uh, it's awesome it worked out. Um, and uh, we did have someone ask on the text line before we go to break here if you are working on your doctorate. Uh, I believe you said you were. Uh, so I'm working on my master's right now, but I, do, okay. I just took the MCAT, so I am hoping to go to uh, med school after this, but okay, we'll absolutely. see what happens with that. John and Cortland, he's always curious. Uh, roots for a lot of the Lincoln guys, he wanted to know. Uh, but we got to go ahead and throw it to break here. Again, this is Speed and Power. I'm Harrison. We got uh, Megan and Sadio both in here in studio. We'll go to break and catch you guys on the other side.